Our next guest is well known to most as the head of main event TV here in Australia. He's also Australia's leading boxing commentator. But to me, he's a bloke who gets a haircut two minutes after he got his last one. He's a bloke who's been freeloading off my Netflix login for the last five years. And he's also a bloke who's usually about six deep at this part of the day. And he's also... He's one half of my favourite ever podcast, the No Dickheads Policy. Would you please welcome the great Ben Damon, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Ben Damon. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Filthy. Thank you so much, mate. That's um, <laughs> Of all the intros I've ever had, that was certainly one. Ah, um, thank you, mate. Yes. Your Netflix, um, yeah, you've watched a few interesting shows the last little bit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know no. if you want to catch up on the second half of those. But, um, ben, yeah, Benny's sliding in wrecking your algorithm, mate. Well, you know what happens is that my <laughs> missus is constantly going to me, why are you watching that, right? And I'm like, no, I'm like, that's Ben, that's Ben, Ben, Ben's got that. That's clear, that's clear. You've been having well, a it's bit It's a good of... smother for you. It works out quite nicely. I guess. <laughs> yeah. It is, mate. How are you? Why did you watch the first eight minutes of that? <laughs> and that's the thing, too. You never finish anything. You jump in and then you jump back out again. It's weird. Oh, mate, it's... Oh, places to be, mate, you know. Uh, but, yeah, no, thanks for that. Yeah, that's I a... do appreciate it. That's all right, mate. When, when did you get your last haircut? Um, I'm on my way up now, actually. That's why I haven't got to the pub yet. So I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there shortly. Regular booking um, of an afternoon. So yeah, go and get one after one's sort of grown back an inch. Uh, yeah, why not, mate? Last year was uh, huge for Australian boxing. Do you have one highlight? Is there one thing that stood out? You jive up a tire with uh, his face hanging off, uh, winning the world title against Myris Bradis. Um, one of the bravest performances we've ever seen, not only in boxing in this country, but in sport, really. Um, he had uh, his jaw broken badly in the second round of the fight on one side. And then generally, if that happens, you stop whatever you're doing and you go get it fixed. But instead, he just continued on. Then later on, on the other side, it went. And uh, by the end of the fight, you could see his jaw was just dangling there, just just hanging off. And he continued to go forward and, and take on one of the biggest punches and the best cruiserweight in the world at the time in Myris Bradis. And he beat him and he won the world title. So, uh, yeah, it was one of the most special uh, fights I've ever had the great privilege of calling. And certainly the highlights uh, overall for, for last year for us, just the sheer bravery and the significance of a win like that. So it was something um, something really, really special. Where's he? Jaw at now. I mean, obviously it's on the side of his face, but is it, has it moved back around? Like, how's he? How's his health? It's been welded back in position. Yeah, he's had he's had a bunch of plates stuck in it, and at a point they were thinking we might have to take some of these back out, but they've ended up leaving them there. It was a, a nightmare for him, and um, that fight was in the middle of the year. It was in July, and he couldn't eat solid food until uh, just before Christmas. So, um, yeah, it was a, a pretty difficult recovery for him. I spoke to the doctor straight after the fight when he'd had a quick look at him and, and just said, oh, is that normal when one side goes like that, that the other one goes? He goes, well, how would I know? Because once one side goes, you stop doing whatever you're doing and you get it fixed up. But instead, he kept fighting and got punched in a bunch of times, which you just don't do. So the recovery was a, a really serious one for him. But um, yeah, he's good. He, he's all good now. He's he's eating solid foods, uh, which he, he'd absolutely love after having to blend uh, everything he was having for, for all those months. And um, yeah, he's, he's back in fighting shape and uh, hopefully an announcement for him on what he's doing next in the first third of next year to Iapatia. But uh yeah, something really special. Just uh, one of those moments that sort of goes uh, into the annals of Australian sporting history uh, alongside, um, yeah, some of those 
So moments like uh, John Sattler and the like, you know, some some really brave performances. Yeah, it's nice to hear a boxer described in the same way as a as a toddler. He's eating solid foods. Good progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of comparisons between boxers and toddlers at times. But um, yeah, that's one of the more flattering ones we could have. So yeah, he'll cop that, Jai. Mate, one of my favourite boxing moments of the year was a press conference that you hosted, and you mm. do it so well. Uh, but almost got into a bit of a scuffle. It was my Michael Zarafa. Um, he has great yeah. coffee, Michael Zarafa. He does make great coffee. <laughs> he does. He yeah. does. You've had a crack yeah, at him. Yeah, no, he did. He, he had a crack at me. I've, I've had an interesting relationship with um, with Michael Zarafa for a long time. He's sort of the bad guy of Australian boxing. He, he blames me for him having that position, but uh, <laughs> I blame his personality. Um, <laughs> ultimately, um, yeah, it's a, it, we do have a bit of fun in those press conferences. He's actually a really good bloke. I enjoy a bit of banter with him, but uh, he, he's best known in recent times for doing the runner one week out from that fight against Tim Zhu, a fight that he chased for so long, you know, it was a fight that everyone wanted to see because it was sort of the emerging star of Australian boxing, the established bad guy, and they were going to meet, and there was a really spicy face-off piece that I did where um, Zarafa brought up uh, Ricky Hatton beating Tim's dad, Kostya Zhu, and it got really fiery. Then a week out, he pulled the pin. So I just said to him in the press conference when we were sort of announcing his next major Australian fight, are you sure you're going to turn up this time? And he, and he didn't much, didn't much like it. Uh, threatened to knock me out and the like, so um, which was fine. But we made up very quickly. I had to drive him to to do a podcast about half an hour later, so we had to make up. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, it, it was good. It, it got plenty of coverage right around the world. People were like, how's it going to be when you're in the room with him next? Like, you know, we work in boxing. It's it's essentially WWE in those press conferences. You know, we're, we're, sort, of, we're sort of having a bit of a play around. So, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> well, you mentioned Tim Zhu. No one seems to want to fight him at the moment. Charlo pulled out of the fight at the end of the month. What What is next for Tim? Yeah, so Jamel Charlo was meant to fight against Tim Zhu. We were meant to fly out for Vegas um, in a couple of days, in fact, but that got knocked in the head. On Christmas Day, uh, the news came through that Jamel Charlo, the undisputed world champion, the American, had broken his hand. So, um, yeah, that rules him out of that fight, and that fight's been postponed. They're looking to move towards doing that fight later in the year, probably the, uh, in the early part of the second half of the year with Tim fighting for all of the belts in America against Charlo. But he's decided he need, needs another fight in between. He doesn't want to uh, sit around because he only had one fight last year in March, in fact, when he went over to Minneapolis and uh, he beat Terrell Gachet. But uh, he hasn't had a great deal of activity over the last couple of years. So he's going to take another fight. We'll be making an announcement on that in the next couple of weeks. But it'll be a major world-ranked international opponent coming to Australia to fight against Tim Zhu, so a, a really big test for him, as well as a really good building fight for him. If he can get through this fight, and that's a, a test in itself, then he'll be even better placed when he does go in there against Charlo. So, yeah, it's been a, a little bit frustrating for him and for all of us, really, because I, I could have done with a trip to Vegas, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. But, um, yeah, it, it's it, it's not something he wants to just sit around and wait on. He's going to have another fight, build himself, and, and hopefully be in a really strong position to beat Jamel Charlo when they do fight. Mate, another guy we saw a lot of it early in the year was Harry Garside, and I love Harry. I love everything about him. He's uh, he's a great kid. He, he, we haven't seen much of him lately, although I did spot something on one of his Instagram stories because he's he's a bit out there in terms of like like he's he's different. He's, he's a different different sort of a guy. He's different, but I like different. I think that if you're a bit normal, they're the, you, you're the ones you'd you want to like different. Yeah. Mate. <laughs> That's why I like Ben Damon so much. Um, but mate, he put a list of things on his Instagram of stuff that he's because he. he 
that. Yeah, he's previously had that. a list of things that he'd like to do. <laughs> and he's Jeez, gone. it'd free up some time for you, Phil. <laughs> well, yeah, let's get to it, right? So without being graphic, because it's a little bit um, on the edge, he's decided that he's not going to gamble, right? So he's, yeah. not, he's not gambling. And okay, oh. fair enough. I don't know. He didn't mention that he had a gambling problem or anything, but he's just like, no gambling at all. Um, the second one was he's not watching any adult films. He's done with adult films. Um Okay, give you your login back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben, you've got his Netflix login as well yeah. too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And the third one was he's not going to self-touch. He's not touching you. <laughs> I didn't know how to say this. He's no longer a wanker. Self, and, uh, self-soothe. He's not yeah. touching himself for an entire year. Um, what's happening yeah. with, with Harry Garside? Where's he at? Oh, there's a lot going on, isn't there? Um I don't know. He's going to have a, a a very quiet year. I don't know how he fills his space, but he, he's punting. Um, Kino's his favourite. That's that's what he enjoys. Oh, he loves really? going and yeah. and playing some of the numbers at Kino. So he's going to give that up. You know, well, it's yeah, not I mean, too big a stretch. I wouldn't have thought, but um, no. the rest of it might be a bit harder. Um, I've watched a bit he, of uh, yeah. I've, I've watched some of those adult films, and I've gotten a bit Kino as well. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Jeez, um, I'm going to go back and listen to some of the episodes of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. It just takes me back. Um, <laughs> no, he, he, you're right, Philby. He's, he's a different sort of a character. He's a great bloke, though. Jeez, he's, he's a breath of fresh air. He's, um, he's only in his early 20s, but um, you do learn something from him every time you talk to him. It's really interesting. And he is always about challenging himself. He, he does all these things that um, he, he decides to make himself uncomfortable for a while and I'm guessing that all of this is a, along those lines as well. He's got a few other bits and pieces planned. One of them and, and you and I have discussed this before Steve is that uh, he wants to do stand-up comedy at some point. He'd probably be <laughs> terrible at it which I think uh, <laughs> well, it would absolutely him. help him. He'd, he'd get up there and, and make himself very uncomfortable but he's the sort of bloke who he'd just let it wash over him and he'd learn from it and he'd go back up there again and he'd probably make a success of it because he's just one of those guys who's who's um, so committed to improving himself in, in every way and, um, yeah, probably something we should have thought of doing uh, at an early stage in our own lives. Well, we have, is, he, is he looking for a fight, though? Because he's been off the radar in terms of a fight. Because well, Philby's available. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll, um, he'll be a cold spring by the time he gets there, won't he? Yeah. Um, but, he, uh, yeah, he'll have a fight. Uh, I suggest we'll see Harry Garside uh, in his return fight in March of this year in Sydney. Um, he's, um, yeah, he's sort of... Um, um, been off the radar in that sense mainly because he had a busted hand that he had to go and rehabilitate. But instead of taking a break, he's done all these running challenges. I don't know if you've seen what he's been doing on his social media, but he he ran, I don't even know, like a countless laps of Bondi Beach at some point, and he's done marathons and, and Ironman and all sorts of bits and pieces. So he's not going to come back in uh, in dusty shape. He's, he's looked after himself in the interim, and he's training hard, and he's boxing now. His hand's all good. He's throwing punches. So, yeah, we'll see him back in action uh, in March, which is really exciting because he's such a great character, but he's a brilliant boxer as well. Of course, he won a, a bronze medal at the Olympic Games, which sort of shot him into the public consciousness, but then he's become become this mainstream star every time you put any uh, show on telly or, or listen on the radio he's doing something he's getting a lot of gigs but um, he needs to get back in the ring if he wants to hold up all that stuff because that's what people know him for and he is very good at it and we'll see him again soon thankfully so he's had a busted hand can we confirm that's a training accident not a reason for the list <laughs> well, maybe it all, I, I don't know maybe it all falls into place maybe yeah they're all one after the other I don't know how he's doing it but um yeah, it's, uh, it's something he's had to overcome, but he's going to have another year of, uh, of quiet hand time as well, which will help. 
we saw a lot of, uh, as we have most years, a lot of NRL players having a crack in the boxing ring. Are there any that we, you know, guys that we haven't had a fight who we might see this year? Um, I think they're all welcome. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, they can certainly have a go. There's always talk about one day maybe Latrell Mitchell jumps in there. He's obviously affiliated with the good people at No Limit who put on some of the big shows here in Australia. Maybe we see him at some point down the track and that would be absolutely enormous given the size of, of star that he is and the, the talent that he possesses. Um, that's not uh, anywhere close just now, but um, some that have been moving around. So I know Matt Lodge was meant to have a fight um, in December of last year. It fell over. He was in Dubai, in fact, uh, waiting for the fight to take place and the whole card fell over. I was about to fly over and commentate the fights. He was down the bottom of a, a pretty handy card um, with uh, a couple of uh, more notable Australian boxers, and it, it didn't end up happening. So I'm sure we'll see him at some point. Um, it's, it's not the first time, though, like, where uh, an overseas fight went bad for him, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a few lines uh, <laughs> said along those lines around that time. But uh, apparently... He goes pretty well. I haven't seen all the footage uh, from that incident, but apparently he does go pretty well in a boxing sense as well. They were saying he was touching up quite a few um, more uh, known <laughs> boxers in his sparring. So, yeah, maybe he's going to be something uh, that needs to be handled when he gets going because uh, apparently there's a bit of ability there. Uh, Paul Gallon's the one who's always been flying the flag for us. He's officially retired, but... Surely now that uh, Sonny B. Williams has been beaten by Mark Hunt, you'd think that there's some big money being thrown at um, uh, at Gal to come back and fight against uh, Sonny at some point. Um, I know he said that he won't do it. He, he's been very clear on that, that he is retired. But, uh, gee, if there's that, that weight of cash for him, who knows if he does return. Is that what you what, – do you see that on the cards? What's going to happen with Sonny? I know the Mark Hunt thing, he, he was talking about hanging it up as well. Um, yeah. what, what do you see for Sonny Bill? Because he's obviously a supreme athlete and a very talented. Yeah, it's, it's hard to know with him because he is obviously, yeah, yeah an, an incredible athlete. But um, whether he really wanted to box or if it was more the people he was hanging around, obviously he's close friends with Anthony Mundine and his dad and he's got Coda Nasser around. And they all obviously thought that he'd be very good and sort of helped move him towards that. But whether his heart was always truly in it, no one really knew. So now that he's had a loss um, and a pretty bad one too against a, an ageing Mark Hunter, hit him some huge shots and really did hurt him. Uh, maybe there's a part of him that just goes that's enough. But then there'll be a lot of people and a lot of money that start to talk and say, no, you've got to keep going and you can't finish like that. Um, a rematch with Mark Hunt is, is obviously a, a strong possibility. Um, he'd love to get in there with Paul Gallen. Um, Gal would probably fancy that fight again now as well, despite the fact he is officially retired so yeah i don't really know um what we'll see but i'm sure there's a lot of people whispering in his ear sunny bill saying come on come back there'll be a lot of money in it for all of us so uh when that's being said uh, more often than not they do come back and have another go mate after a certain prank call happened on this station yesterday you haven't received any calls from a, a one james the missile magnus and have you in regards to a fight with me at all yeah <laughs> I haven't. No. Uh, what sort of money's on the table? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Nights are taking place. Yeah, I'm not in. I'm not keen. There's no. There's no, oh, keen to see there's no interest here. Well, I'd rather go with you than James Magnuson, though. I think he's uh, a bit too rangy, isn't he? Yeah, he's got. Yeah. Well, he's got good reach, doesn't good he? Good reach. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm very good at running. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you'll win the five by hundred meters. Yeah, yeah no, exactly pretty... right. Hey, uh, Ben, just on the just on the other athletes. Like, so we see the rugby league players getting involved, and we love to see them get involved in boxing. 
But are there any other athletes out there you reckon should have a go? Like, I mean, the missiles, he's rangy, oh. he's got big shoulders, but who, who do we think? Because I'm thinking there are some fiery athletes yeah, out I, there. Well, Nick Kyrgios, oh, yes. a million percent. Yeah. Yes. He needs to fight. We've been talking about it for <laughs> for years. How do we convince Nick Kyrgios and his team that he that he should do it? And um, the mail always comes back, well, he can't fight at all. So uh, <laughs> it's not always a problem, though. You can build it up to the point where people don't really care about that part of it so um i'd love to see curios against well he's almost got sort of everyone offside at some stage <laughs> hasn't he so there's no shortage of potential opponents for him but wouldn't that be a fantastic build-up to see curios and uh you know the press conferences would be incredible and the build-up in itself uh, I, I think he's the obvious one but um yeah, there's, there's plenty out there. There's plenty of divisive characters in uh, Australian and global sport at the moment. I think, he, you know, uh, Kyrgios' first target potentially for a fight would be his own box. You know, <laughs> yeah, like... I, I know. Yeah, well, I don't know if he could talk like that to his trainers if he was boxing. You, like, you'd have a mouth guard in for starters, but, <laughs> but turning around in between rounds and just giving it to them for their lack of support when he'd been punched in the face, it sort of starts to take a different dynamic, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, I, I'd love to see it. I hope that he does it one day, but the word is that he can't fight, which um, which could hold him back to some extent. Because the Bernard Tomic curious fight, I don't think anyone would care, right, if neither oh. of them could fight, right? The fight's nah. the winner on the night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, boxing would, would win uh, for sure, and the pay-per-view would be enormous, and um, we'd all be very happy. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, Kyrgios still uh, competitive in, in, in his uh, tennis world at the moment, but uh, Tomic not so much, so maybe there's a bit of a call on his side. But, yeah, uh, I think one day it'd be it'd be good to see, but it'd, it just makes sense for Nick Kyrgios. It's, um, it's sort of made for him. What about outside of sport? We've seen Jake Paul, uh, YouTube prankster. I mean, there's a prankster in here that I reckon could go all right in the ring. Um, is, is there anyone out there in the Austra- in the Australian landscape outside of sport we'd, you'd like you think it'd be a good draw card at the very least? Well, we you act like we haven't thought about this. Who could we find yeah. that people would be willing to to watch fight? But there's not really anyone. I, I think it will grow that sort of you know the YouTube. Uh, world and and all the other bits and pieces it's just the size of the market here at the moment we don't quite have those sorts of names but you could go mainstream there's plenty of tv personalities that that polarize um back radio types yeah what about like if you're talking about youtube and and you know social media like jimmy reese you know, uh, you know Jimmy. Oh, oh Jimmy Giggle. Like, yeah, Jimmy Giggle. He does all the videos, and he's real popular. Yeah. Like he could fight. I don't know, like a kid that you know is a bit older now, and I don't know, <laughs> but he told to go to bed back yeah, when he was doing Giggle right. on Who. <laughs> yes. I didn't want to go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, there'd be something uh, yeah, look, he, he's welcome. Um, we'll, we'll take him. I don't know what his reach is like uh, in well, an I online do. sense yeah. or, or in the ring, but um, as long as uh, both are decent, we'll take him. But it, all of these uh, people are options. There's, there's, there's so many mainstream stars, and if you can build a rivalry, that's all that really matters. Uh, they don't even really need to be able to fight. People just get so excited one way or the other, and um, yeah, if people are willing to to buy it and, and watch the fight, then promoters will be willing to uh, to put it on. And that's what they've always, um, that's sort of how it's always worked. So um, yeah, keep thinking boys. If you come up with anything really good, yeah. then let us know. Because I've, we'll, I've uh, got we'll make some calls. I've got one straight up. What about like the Sky yeah. News team? Um, they fight the, the whole of the project. 
right? So you, oh. so you Royal got Royal Rumble style. Yeah, full full Royal Rumble. You got the, all the Sky News. You got like Rowan Dean. You got like Paul Murray. Paul Murray's got a cigar. He comes out with a bathrobe on and a cigar. <laughs> they, they're going to need boxing names. What are we giving Paul yeah, Murray? Yeah, I don't know. Loser. Yeah. What are we giving Paul oh, Murray? Oh, <laughs> on the list. On the list. Paul Murray's on the list. I think Philby's going to have to fight everyone in Australian media by the end of this week. He is throwing bombs. Uh, ben, mate, you are essentially here to promote uh, main event boxing. Mate, what is coming up next for main event, getting us back to your actual job, mate? Um, mate, we, we've got a bit of UFC in the next little bit. There's a, the massive event, obviously, in Perth uh, coming up. But before that, uh, most excitingly for us in boxing, um, it's not actually on main event. We're putting it on Fox Sports and, and KO, just on the normal channels. But an Aussie kid, Liam Wilson, is fighting for a legitimate world title in Arizona. It's the 4th of February. It's a Saturday around lunchtime. And Liam Wilson is someone who's sort of um, jumped to a fair bit of prominence in a pretty quick time in Australian boxing. He's he's had a couple of explosive knockouts. He's got this left hook that just renders people unconscious time and time again. But after just 12 fights, he's going in against one of the best in the world, a Mexican superstar, Emmanuel Navarrete. And they're fighting for the WBO Super Featherweight World Title. It's a, a really big opportunity for an Aussie who's uh, a really impressive young bloke. So uh, he, he'll go in a significant underdog, but he is fighting against a man who's proved a superstar in uh, smaller weight divisions, stepping up the Super Featherweight for the first time. So he goes in with a, a reasonable chance. And uh, if he were to win a fight like that, it would be one of the greatest victories ever by an Australian boxer overseas, really, to, to fight against someone so experienced, so established and such a superstar and to win in only your 13th professional fight in what is a legitimate world title fight would be absolutely enormous. So um, that's really the focus for us at the moment. Uh, Liam Wilson against Emmanuel Navarrete. But then uh, we'll be starting to announce uh, the Tim Zoo event which um, isn't too far away. So an announcement on that pretty soon and a couple of other Fox Sports shows as well that are, are ready to be announced. So it's going to be an extremely busy year. Um, some some major fights uh, around the corner and hopefully a few more world titles for the Aussies. Wait. Unreal having you on the show. Um, keep just, you know, using my Netflix for free, you massive. <laughs> you, I, was, no, I don't know what I was going to say there, but, you know, um, <laughs> something he would have said if we weren't on radio, it's I can a, guarantee. Yeah, it's about time I got Are there some... any series that you're halfway through I could go and watch a couple of Yeah, mate, go mess, up his, go mess up his algorithm. Hit some anime or something weird that he's <laughs> not going to be into. But, mate, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, you are the reason Australian boxing is flying so high. So thank you, Ben Damon, for joining us. Thanks so much, boys. Enjoying the show. Uh, keep going. Talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> See you, mate. Thank you for Benny Damon there. Uh, always an absolutely great guest.